the concept of future-proofing of Africa's financial market. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruther Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at KFinancial. As the global economy struggles to recover from the worst health crisis in the century, African economies face the twin challenges of reinvigorating financial markets while strengthening market infrastructure through technological innovation and investment-enabling policies. The pandemic has reinforced the importance of deepening domestic markets to hedge against foreign capital outflows and help the region achieve its full potential. David Wandera, Head of Markets at ABSA Uganda, joins us for this episode. Future-proofing Africa's financial markets. How do we go about this? Well, so future-proofing Africa's financial markets. Uh, there, there, there are a couple of ways to look at it. Uh, for, uh, managing exposure to external shocks, uh, uh, debt to GDP, and and, uh, and 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 reliance on external uh, investment flows. That I think is going to continue. Unfortunately, we can't exactly uh, delink ourselves. A lot of the investment that comes into Africa comes from offshore investors because that's where the capital is. Capital flows to where it's needed. It's needed in Africa. The bulk of the capital is uh, uh, is abroad. Uh, the other element of future proofing is going to be in diversifying, such that not all the investments are in one area. Right now, we see, for example, for Uganda, predominantly most of the investments are in bills and bonds. So the number of products that we have are few. Even when it comes to sovereign bonds versus corporate bonds, we have more sovereign bonds uh, uh, than corporate bonds. Uh, and, and, and we need to move away from just that to other products, uh, real uh, estate investment trusts, rates, exchange-traded funds, EFTs, other equities and maybe derivatives that could be uh, brought or enhanced or developed in the different African markets to improve the diversity. By increasing diversity, you're reducing the risk when it comes to talking about the future. Does future-proofing stove off the flight to quality that has been witnessed in African markets at the start of the Ukraine-Russia war? All right, so when it comes to, for example, Nairobi compared to Uganda, 90% of uh, investors on Nairobi Stock Exchange are foreign at their about. So uh, foreign investors react not just to local happenings but to global happenings. And there's, whenever there's a conflict or a crisis, there's what is called a flight to quality, which means that people will take money out of risky areas or frontier markets, emerging markets like Africa, and take them back to hold them in dollar cash. The, com- the conflict has brought that phenomenon home and created that volatility, for example, what you're seeing in Kenya. In Uganda, a market is much smaller, and whilst we still have huge investment, uh, 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 we still have huge offshore investors, the liquidity in our equity markets is still low. So that hampers the ability, I think, for offshores to just sell out whilst without losing value, without losing significant value. Yes. Whilst it's an advantage, it's a disadvantage for who are focusing on liquidity. It means that there's not so much liquidity in our equity markets. <clears throat> but uh, how do we future-proof against that? It's basically by encouraging the local investor to invest in the financial market, equipping. And that starts by first educating. And we're talking about that, how the Bank of Uganda and the Capital Markets Authority have financial markets development plan, and they're driving for local investor education to allow more local investors to now invest in the markets. Once they're able to do that, 
then there's less reliance on offshore investors and less vulnerability to those external shocks. That was David Wandera, Head of Markets at Absa Uganda. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Digital lenders have until September to apply for fresh licenses from the Central Bank of Kenya or close shop. The CBK governor, Patrick Njoroge, said regulations governing digital credit providers will be gazetted later this month to pave way for the licensing and oversight by the Apex Bank. He added that the regulation will bring sanity to the sector prone to consumer abuse in total disregard of the country's updated national payment system. He termed the national payment system, NPS, as a secure, fast, efficient and collaborative payment system anchored on core principles of trust, security, usefulness, choice and innovation. In December, President Huru Kenyatta approved the Central Bank Amendment Bill 2021, giving the Central Bank of Kenya powers to regulate non-deposit-taking credit providers who have remained largely unregulated for a long time. The law empowers the regulator to revoke permits of digital lenders who breach the confidentiality of personal information to pursue defaulting borrowers and those charging extremely high rates on loans. The annual inflation rate in Somalia eased to 6.45% in February of 2022 from a two-and-a-half-year high of 6.84% in January, helped by another slump in prices of tobacco and narcotics amid the normal volatility in prices for cut and miscellaneous goods and services. At the same time, inflation slowed for clothing and footwear, housing and utilities, health and transport. On the other hand, food prices continued to climb. On a monthly basis, consumer prices went up by 0.55% after decreasing 0.06% in the prior month. Botswana's annual inflation rate was at a near 13-year high of 10.6% in February of 2022 and changed from the previous month. Main upward pressure came from the prices of transport in alcoholic beverages and tobacco, miscellaneous goods and services, and also food and non-alcoholic beverages. On a monthly basis, consumer prices went up 0.3%, decelerating from a 2.2% rise in the previous month. Still, with inflation, the annual inflation rate in Namibia eased to a 4.5% in February of 2022 from a 4.6% in January, which was the highest level since January of 2019. There's a slowdown in prices of transport, furnishings, food and non-alcoholic beverages and tobacco, and alcoholic beverages and tobacco. In addition, costs fell further for clothing and footwear and communication. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.2% slowing from a 1.1% rise in the previous month. In Tunisia, the annual inflation rate accelerated for the fourth straight month to 6.7% in January of 2022 from a 6.6% in the prior month. It's the highest reading since September of 2019. Main upward pressure came from price of alcohol and beverages and tobacco, education, clothing and footwear, and food and non-alcoholic beverages. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.7% faster than 0.5% rise in the previous month. And a quick look at the markets. WTI crude futures stabilized around $97 per barrel on Wednesday after a two-day sell-off that saw the U.S. benchmark settle below $100 for the first time since late February as diplomatic efforts between Russia and Ukraine showed every intention of continuing. 
Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said in a video address on Wednesday that the positions of both sides at the peace talks were sounding more realistic, but more time was needed. Oil prices were also pressured recently by concerns of a slowing China demand after a new wave of COVID infections triggered fresh lockdowns in the world's second largest oil consumer. Meanwhile, preliminary data from API showed U.S. crude inventories rose by 3.8 million barrels last week, while gasoline stocks fell by the same margin ahead of the official government data. WTI futures now trade about 25% below a recent 14-year high of 130.5 U.S. dollars reached last week. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index surged about 3% around 72,000. 880 on Wednesday, following three consecutive sessions of losses, mainly supported by rebound in heavyweight tech, NASPERS and Prosus, taking the spike in the shares of its biggest investment test and holdings in Asian trading after China vowed policies to boost strained financial markets. Meanwhile, investors awaited the outcome of the U.S. Federal Reserve's policy meeting and potential peace talks between Russia and Ukraine. On the economic front, South Africa's retail sales said 7.7% year-on-year in January, the fifth straight month of gains and the most since last June, above market expectations of a 4.9% rise. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial.